0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. O.G. Make some noise! How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. This ugly, ugly story has reared its ugly face once again. So who's telling the truth? Is it Woody Allen or is it Mia Farrow? I personally think it's Woody. And joining me to talk all about it is legendary New York columnist Dennis Hamill. So like I said, stay right where you are and listen up because you're really gonna wanna get a load of this. All right. You know, when I mentioned Dennis Hamill, I don't think it needs any introduction. If you people are certainly have been New Yorkers, he wrote for the New York uh, Daily News for 25 years. He Nobody covered the streets or still covers the streets better than Dennis Hamill. Fortunately, you can still uh, read him on the East Hampton News. Uh, his column is Sand in My Shoes. It's weekly. It is outstanding. I'm also glad to say and proud to say he's a friend of mine. Then, thanks for joining us today.
1: Pleasure to be here, Russ.
0: Now, you know, the reason I asked Dennis Hamill to come sit with me because Dennis Hamill, uh, you know, is pretty up to date and, you know, covered this when it happened. I'm talking about the whole Woody Allen mess going back to 1992, you know, with alleged that he, uh, sexually abused his seven year old daughter, Dylan. Okay. And, you know, unless you've been hiding under a rock someplace. You know all about the story. He also, you know, married what was said to be his adopted daughter, which, truth be known, that is not the case. She was never his adopted daughter. But we'll get into all that. The reason this has all been brought up, and and I say it's reared its ugly head this week. Uh, some lady by the name of uh, Daphne Merkin did this column in the New York uh, New York Magazine. And you know the column basically, you know, was Sunyi uh, Previn, Sunyi Allen, uh, talking about her mom Mia Farrow and and what all led to her ending up with Woody, yada yada yada, and Sunyi not not just Sunyi but New York Magazine has been and Daphne. Uh, Merkin has been taken to task by uh, Dylan Farrow, by uh, Ronan Farrow, um, simply because they view it as a hit job. Now, you tell me, Dennis, you're a guy who, you know, covered a lot of stories for a lot of years. Uh, If that's a hit job, then what has been done to Woody all these years? I mean, it's preposterous. Uh,
1: the, the idea that uh, Sunni finally uh, decides to speak out uh, as a woman who, in this story, <clears throat> details how she was abused by Mia physically, emotionally, and uh, mentally uh, over the years, said, uh, labeling herself as an abuse victim, and that she finally brings that to light in the middle of the Me Too movement, and then she is beaten down by all kinds of people in the press for daring to speak out. Now, they didn't go after her so much as they went after the woman who wrote the piece. Daphne Merkin. And New York Magazine, where I used to work. I used to write a City Hall column from back, way back in the 70s. Um, which is also ridiculous. They Daphne Merkin knows Woody Allen. She makes it clear in the piece that she has a relationship, you know, a friendship with him, and it's how she got the uh, the trust of Sunni to speak to her to start with. So she she made she's up front with to the editors about it. The editors make sure that she's up front with the reader that this is written by someone who knows Woody. But it gives you a, a look better look behind the curtain. Because she knows who these people are, she she's not a real close friend of uh, of uh, Previn's, but she's closer to Woody, and uh, and it was nothing but a friendship all those years, and it's a fascinating read and listening to uh, uh talk about what led to this twenty-year uh, marriage that she has with Woody Allen, about how she fell in love with him, how all that happened. Uh, is a, a, an engrossing and compelling read, and it's the a missing piece of the puzzle of this long and tawdry story. I I have to say I covered it for the New York Daily News from when it first broke, and I did long interviews with Woody. Uh, tried to reach out to Mia, whom I knew, uh, but she would not speak to me. Uh, I tried to speak to Mia's uh, mother and, and anybody on that side back in the day, and they wouldn't they wouldn't speak. But uh, Me,
0: his mother, being um, um, Margaret Sullivan. That's correct. Right.
1: Um, but they, they, their side were only speaking to selected journalists who were friendly to them. So I mean, that's just the, the human nature. You talk to people the way Trump only speaks to Fox <laughs> people when they're in trouble. Speak, you know, they're speaking to people who don't think they're going to twist their words. Well, and le- that, that's what happened in this case. So, but knocking the magazine for publishing this is absolutely ridiculous.
0: Well, well, well more, more, I agree with you on knocking the magazine. You know, I, we should say, you know, to, to the listeners here, you know, Dennis and Hamill, Dennis, Dennis and Hamel, Dennis Hamill and myself became very good friends over the years. And unbeknownst, quite frankly, to me, was Dennis's view on all of this. Because the more I read over the years, and the, the, Dennis, you and I subsequently yeah. had conversations on it. The more I read over the years, and the more I, if you will, studied it or looked at the facts.
1: It started with us and Brennan and cars over roast beef you're sandwiches, right. and I said, well, the, you got to you, read some hundred, stuff. That,
0: that's exactly right, and that's exactly what had happened. It's uh, at a, one of our favorite joints in Brooklyn, but the truth of the matter is, when I read it, I really became to have doubts, and then... The more I read and and the more you learn about the history of the Farrell family and the kids and the dysfunction, the more doubts that I had. Now, look, I'm a father of two daughters. Okay, Uh, Dennis, you have daughters. Yeah. Listen to me, folks. Clearly, would I go ahead? Forget. First of all, Sunyi Previn was not. Woody Allen's daughter. Okay, they they didn't live together. They never lived together. But that said, they barely ever spoke. Right, but but having said that, does it look creepy? I get it.
1: Of course it does.
0: <laughs> Without question, would I? Uh, I don't think I could ever. If I'm I'm a long term relationship with a woman, I don't think I could subsequently go on after I'm done with her to to uh, uh, hook up. With her own adopted daughter. But having said that, having said that, whether you approve of that or not, that doesn't make Woody Allen a pedophile. Without a doubt. And to me, that's the big story here. You know, he's accused uh, of being a pedophile with his seven-year-old, at the time, seven-year-old daughter, Dylan. Okay? I'm reading this stuff, and I'm reading this stuff, and one and one just doesn't come to two.
1: Well, people started to try to spin it that Suni was underage too when he when he first started dating her. Not true. She was twenty one, and uh, and the whole. Let me get back to the other part about a friend writing a story about uh, about Suni, which Ronan and Dylan had great objection to in the last week. They right. issued statements ra- roaring about that. Meanwhile. When when Dylan wanted to tell her story, who did she go to? A friend of the Farrow's family, Christoph, the columnist in the New York Times, right? Gave him his entire column to to do that piece. He did several pieces on it. He's been a close friend of me for years. That's who wrote the, the original story about Dylan's point of view. So for them to say that is hypocritical to start with. And Ronan saying that he knows stuff about what happened that day is also. Uh, a load of bullshit because he was 4 years old when this alleged incident happened uh, he,
0: he was also uh, and i quote he, i mean here's a 4 year old kid walking around saying my father is fucking my sister right. and now, did he learn now, that? Now, now i listen we know little kids can come out with some real real doozies out of the mouth of babes but where is he hearing that yeah,
1: there's only one place
0: there's, there's only one
1: place and that's why. Well, I was impressed with with you, Russ, is that you you come out of sports, and you did more research into this, which which was part of the hard news, uh, and tabloid and entertainment industries uh, uh, beat than uh, than sports for for sure. Except that Woody's a Nick fan, and, and that's <laughs> right. uh, that uh, he, he and Sunni met going to Nick games. <laughs> that's that's the sports for the connection. But other than that, once you dig into it and really read about it, you weren't lazy. You did some work. First of all, you found out that Sunni was never his daughter. Uh, Moses wrote this long piece.
0: Just to let people know, Moses is the oldest. Uh,
1: right. Also I, I, an adopted.
0: Adopted uh, child, uh, child. By Mia uh,
1: uh, and then by Woody.
0: Cerebral palsy, cerebral palsy. Who's also a therapist. licensed therapist and and uh, marital uh, counselor. Uh, counselor. Uh, you know, he, I think he's thirty nine years old now. He came out a, cu- two, a couple of years ago with a long, like something like four or five thousand words. Well, that was just a couple of
1: months ago. Well oh, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. But that. Excuse me. But but when he came out with it, um, it was. I mean, to me, it was bone-chilling. I mean, and he was talking about chapter and verse. I mean, he he remembered the times. He remembered everything. He talk, um, talked about his own abuse. The weather. The, he knew the, the weather,
1: the, the, the time, the date, who was in the house. There were two nannies there because Mia went out shopping with a friend named Casey. Her three kids were there, uh, and uh, her nanny was there minding them. Then there was uh, Mia's uh, nanny for, for them. And at the time, Moses was fourteen, Dylan was seven, and and Ronan was four, and and, and outside the gates were the world press because this this crazy uh, relationship between Woody and uh, and Mia was in the news.
0: Now, now let me stop you for a second. You just painted the picture. You got the world press waiting outside. Right. You got all these people in the house. Right. Okay. F- first of all, Mo- and Tudor. And, and a tutor.
1: So there's three adult supervisors. And,
0: and Moses, uh, who was 14 at the time, writes uh, first of all the, the the alleged attack happened where, where Dylan claims. And, and I'm not saying in Dylan's mind that she's lying. I
1: totally think she believes but
0: I, it. I, I totally believe. But I, I totally think she believes it as well. And I believe she was brainwashed. Yes. Having said that, but. She was talking about remembering the train set and where it was, how it was set up in the attic. And Moses says there never was a train set. Right. There never was an electric. Train and that the set attic
1: there. was a crawl space. A crawl space with mouse traps, camphor balls, with droppings, and, the, and, the whole and, and rodent droppings and everything. And Woody is a total. Woody Allen is a complete claustrophobic. To think that in the midst of all this, he would take a seven-year-old to an attic and for the first time anybody has ever heard of Woody Allen becomes suddenly a pedophile what? with his own adopted daughter
0: but here here's the other thing then uh, and i, I th- w- you painted the picture of all the people waiting outside but the pictures of Sunyi okay this is how mia found out there the, the were big pic- pictures of of Sunyi naked in uh January 1992 Right. right, January 1992, Woody Allen is alleged to have done this act with his seven-year-old daughter, Dylan, in August 1992. Now, you mean to tell me he knows the world is waiting outside? I mean, I don't know how the mind of, of these people work. But, you know, again, doing the research... <laughs> He's going to do this in light of all. The, it just, again, where I said one and one doesn't, doesn't add up to two. Because
1: Moses was told by Mia when she was going out, do not take your eyes off Woody. And, and take, keep your eyes on him the entire He said, and he never left his sight the entire time that he was there. Never left Moses' sight, and he was 14 years old. And, and he, he's emphatic about it. None of the details make any sense. And what we know about pedophiles is that they don't do it once. Woody Allen is 82 years old. In 82 years, this man has never been accused of a single other sexual indiscretion ever. He's been – he's directed almost 50 movies. No actress has ever said or actor has ever said that he's done anything untoward. He's never got a single complaint from the Screen Actors Guild about any of that stuff. He's a total gentleman, above board all the time. He's never been accused of doing anything with a child in his life. He's, it's just preposterous. There's no so, no way that in 82 years, with all the scrutiny he's under, that he decides to become a pedophile one afternoon with one child.
0: Well, It doesn't he, happen. He, here, here's the thing that. I'm not talking about the legal system now. For well, first of all, by the way, the legal system—the system—found him uh, that, that had, you know, at Yale. Uh, what oh, yeah. was it? A it's Yale, the Yale New Haven in, in,
1: um, uh, criminal uh, ch- sex abuse, right? Child uh, sex abuse. Anyway, yeah.
0: they, they couldn't find. I mean, after the council, after Dylan met with the counselors and everything, there were no charges.
1: None. He was completely cleared. They said Woody Allen, because Moses read the thing and said Woody Allen did not molest his daughter, Dylan.
0: It, it says he uh, showed no signs of molestation, and, and uh, forensic investigators found that 11, quote-unquote, cuts in Mia Farrow's videotape suggesting Dylan had been coached by Mia Farrow. Exactly. Now, folks, he, here's... The, again, we're dealing with the court of public opinion, so let's talk about the court of public opinion here. Woody Allen, and again, I, I just, the reason I've come to this conclusion, it's over the years of, of finding out different things. Woody Allen passed a lie detector test. He passed a lie detector and test. Mia
1: refused to take one.
0: Now, let me ask you this question. I know Mia refused to take one did, was there any ever re, was there ever any reason given why she refused?
1: No, she just refused to do it. Just
0: now, now to me, if you're dealing with the court of public opinion, I don't give a rat's ass what you know, and I understand uh, it, polygraph uh, whether it holds up or doesn't hold up in court. But in the court of public opinion, I mean. It's it real carries simple. weight. The yeah, FBI uses
1: it on their own. The CIA uses it on their own. I mean, you know, look, corporations use yeah. it on their own. So, uh, why she would refuse to do it to me is probably because she knows it's all bullshit, and uh, and that she would be found out. I mean, I think that Mia has concocted this entire thing to start with. Russ, this, the behavior of her here is a woman who's claiming that Woody Allen molested her. Their, their adopted daughter. And then, a few months later, she calls Woody Allen's uh, production office and said, when do I come in for my wardrobe fitting? (laughs) She thought she was going to work on his next movie, Manhattan Murder Mystery. Why the fuck would you want to work with the guy who just molested your daughter?
0: Yeah, well, I I mean, again, when you find this stuff out, folks, uh, again, you see, I don't know if... you. There's a famous, famous case back in the early 1900s. I mentioned this to you, Dennis, when we were talking on on the phone. Sacco and Vanzetti. These were two Italian immigrants who were railroaded. Uh, They ended up being tried and executed, uh, uh, tried for murder. When they knew they weren't murderers, they were anarchists. So if you don't like Woody because he married Sunni... Hey, you're entitled to your opinion, yes. but that doesn't make somebody a pedophile and it's too distinctly first of all, marrying Sunyi uh, or dating her whether you or I approve of it or not is not illegal, okay? But to to lump him as a pedophile just becomes unfair. But then what 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 really started to to like almost shake me up was doing some research and finding out about the background of Mia's family. She's got a brother, folks, she's got a brother, I believe his name is John, a a, a brother
1: John. Dylan's Uncle John.
0: Dylan's Uncle John in prison for being a pedophile. Exactly. For being a pedophile.
1: Yeah. And he's the one that showed up on camera outside of Woody's house saying that Woody Allen is going to go to jail for what he did to to to, to uh, I, I
0: mean to he what it's something like 10 he's serving time he's serving time it's, he it's not, not like y- he's not in for like a week you no, know he's we're doing talking every about, time he, he's doing every time and
1: the other thing we should go back and, and and remind people too is that after he was cleared in Connecticut he was also cleared by the New York State Department of Social uh, social services in Woody. a second in, in a second investigation right. And it was a judge that gave sole custody to Mia, but said, in maybe six months, Woody should it would might it would help Dylan if Woody and and uh, and um, Dylan got together in therapy and started to work t- towards a relationship again. Now, no judge is going to say that to a guy that he thought that, uh, molested her. Well, so th- th- that's that's just preposterous. Well, th- so he's been cleared by two state agencies. And the D, everybody, Dylan and Ronan keep on bringing up that the DA in in Connecticut said that he had enough to charge him but chose not to. So they didn't want to put Dylan through it. Believe me, any DA that thinks he has that he could indict Woody Allen and convict him would do it. But he knew he couldn't convict him. You can indict a ham sandwich, but you, you're not going to convict Woody Allen on the evidence they had.
0: There's had no evidence. And, and I'm also a big believer in this uh, murderers. You can get away with murder easier than you can get away with being a pedophile. That's right. Both both, outside the street and in the slammer.
1: You, 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 because mo- not all were- murderers are compulsive and have to do it again. Right. Pedophiles do it over and over and over and over. When a pedophile gets arrested the first time, they usually have committed 13 previous acts. That's the average so the, the, it it's it for woody allen to be labeled as a pedophile which means that he'd had to have gotten away with this for 82 years except for the one time when the press was outside the door and three adults were in the house with seven kids i mean it, it, it's it's just sick it's it just made up
0: right and, and then uh in this long as i mentioned to you before this long piece that that uh, moses uh, came out with, uh, the oldest son, he he came out with the piece and he spoke about the abuse that he suffered at the hands of Mia. Oh, I mean, of being made to stand naked. Uh, of, of being, this is because he
1: cut the loops off a pair of jeans.
0: Off a pair of jeans. Because
1: he thought it would look cool. So his mother stripped him naked and made him stand in a corner in front of his siblings.
0: Now, again, folks... If you don't want to believe Moses, that's your right. But how do you justify not believing this? And this is not some knucklehead. You know, again, he's college educated. Talk about overcoming cerebral palsy. uh, You know, he's talking about this. He also talks about his biggest regret being that he basically was forced to have to side with his mother.
1: Well, he talks about how they were brainwashed and and rehearsed and put over and over. It sounded like a madrasa. If you take someone and teach them and listen, when I was in Catholic school, I firmly believed that that, that Jesus walked on water, rose from the dead, and made you know the loaves and the fishes miracles. They they drill you out of Wait your minute, head and you, you believe it.
0: You're telling me he didn't? Yeah. Well, I, I mean,
1: <laughs> this is what you believe when you were a kid. You believe in, in what what the, what people tell If she told him enough time and he and Moses says that he was the devil, that he was evil, that he was a monster. That's what they heard day in, day out, day in, day out. And she told Dylan day in, day out. I firmly believe that Dylan believes she was molested. I do. I don't think that she's lying. I think she could pass a, a lie detector I, test, but I, I don't think me.
0: That was one of my questions I have for you today. I happen to agree with you on that. Yeah.
1: I, I, I think Dylan sincerely believes that. She was seven years old. That's an impressionable age. I mean, I've raised five kids. I know, and so I and, and I can tell you that uh, if I and there was, I know uh, someone close to me that was uh, uh, abused by a pedophile, and I can tell you if I had a sniff, if there was a pedophile within twenty twenty miles of me, I would uh, I would have suspicions. I've never had the suspicion about Woody
0: Allen. But but again, we're talking about this this whole thing that comes up about you know him being a pedophile, then I find out that his brother is a pedophile. So let me ask you this, folks, and, I, and again, I'm just putting it out there because I actually found out about it by accident, like, like I did like a double take reading about it, but with all this stuff going on, okay, and uh, re- remember something here. Ronan Farrow has done great work, you know, in, right, great. In, in terms of the Me Too movement, a great work, you know, letting the world know what kind of animal uh, Harvey Weinstein uh, is, you know, and he had the subsequent uh, 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 article coming out. Terrific work. Don't you think somewhere in this whole ugly. sordid tale, if you will, of, of call it intrigue, whatever the hell you want to call it. Don't you think it would come out someplace, or it should come out? Like, it makes it part of the story that Mia's brother is serving time for being a pedophile?
1: She never, ever mentions it. You know what else she doesn't mention? That she's still a really close friend with Roman Polanski, who is a confessed pedophile who anally raped a 13-year-old after plying her with champagne and quaaludes, and then went on the lamb for forty years. She's still his buddy. She still goes to award ceremonies for him and signed petitions for him to try to re- let him come back into the country. It, it, if she was so, so against child molesters, why would she side with Roman Polanski? It's a strange kind of relationship. She cannot. She won't. She won't talk about that. She won't talk about her brother. She tried to say that her um, her daughter. Uh, Uh, One of her daughters, I guess it was Tam, who was blind, uh, who overdosed on pills, had died of heart failure. Moses says that, no, she could count pills. She She was blind, but she could count, and she had great spatial sense, and she knew what she was doing. She was committed suicide. Another one of her children uh thaddeus i guess it was right he, he, he shot himself 10 shot minutes from the house. house and then another child Locke, died of aids she never talks about any of those kids they but ronan and dylan would have you believe that they grew up in this wonderful you know beautiful uh loving home but moses paints a picture of of abuse physical and emotional and mental abuse by mia and then Sunni finally speaks out and matches it and says that she had a Porcelain vase thrown at her. That she was beaten. That she was called retarded. That she was turned into a, a domestic in her own home, and 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 Moses absolutely backs up all of the, all of those claims, and and yet when that piece comes out, the Me Too movement attacks the the, the piece for she's a, an abuse victim. Why aren't they believing her? Why do they choose? Now somebody mentioned in it. You know what? It's odd. They don't want to believe. The two Asians that are talking here, but they do want to believe the two children that are Caucasian. Which
0: that th- that throws a whole other. Yeah, uh, it
1: does. But I never th- I never thought of it that way. But now,
0: now let, let me just. You mentioned that uh, the sister Lark, uh, she, she died in two thousand of eight uh, in two thousand eight, at the age of thirty five. Now you mentioned because I don't want to say you know you can come from the finest family and, yes. and die of age but, she really, but her, her problem was drug addiction right, right. and she died in poverty right so homeless, right. Ho- homeless so she wasn't being you know taken care of Th- there to say at at the least there was some serious dysfunction going on there some very 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 serious dysfunction A- and it When you put it all together, but this is the thing that kind of knocked me over. Uh, Soon-Yi and Woody got married in 1997. In fact, the date I wrote it, down, December 23rd, 1997. They have two daughters. Yeah. I, I think like 20 years old. They're both college kids. Both yeah. college kids. Folks, I ask you this. You... Woody Allen has been accused of being a pedophile. All this hoopla and, and, and ugliness has surrounded him. Uh, if you want if you will try to suffocate him all that. Don't you think for him to be able to adopt two girls that he would have to be researched, vetted, Inside out, up and down, every I mean, which approved. every which way, and was approved, and was approved. To me, you know, I put that together with him passing lie detector test and, and Mia refusing. That to me is very, very telling.
1: And what did Sunni do? She kept silent while they raised those kids because she did not want to bring attention. Undue attention onto those kids as she was raising them, but now that they're college age, she finally decided, that they're, and they're basically out of the house, going away at school, that it was time for her to unload what, all the stuff that she was carrying on, and she she was enraged that that Mia was using the Me Too movement to go uh, to go again after Woody, when she herself felt that she was an abuse victim, that she she was saying Me Too. I was abused. I was abused by my own mother, and that, and and she and now she's getting criticism for it. You never heard of these two kids that they raised. They kept them in a very normal. Uh, I didn't know anything about it. Th- th- then I looked at it. I says twenty one years they're approaching being being married. They have never spent a night apart in, in all those years they've been together. So all right, they met. It was a very strange, unusual, even weird you, you wanna, way to find weird, a girlfriend. Creepy, what, I agree whatever, with that. whatever yep. you want to call it, creepy. Uh,
0: I would not do it, but the the that, you know that's not me. No. But that doesn't make somebody a pedophile. <laughs> it, no, it, it, it makes them like they're okay, still married.
1: Yeah. How many people can you say that about in the movie business? They've had a 21 year marriage. <laughs> not too many. I, and you know who hasn't had one like that is is Mia. Mia also. Mia also was 21 when she had a May-December affair with Frank Sinatra that led to a marriage, right? She married him when he was 50. And then, and then when she broke up with him, she went to the home of, of her good friend, Dory Previn, who, right. who took her in because she was brokenhearted.
0: And she shacked up with and her husband. And then what she does, and, she got and
1: pregnant with Dory, Dory Previn's husband, Andre. Right. And that sent poor Dory Previn to a mental institution. And you know that is another thing. I don't remember reading about that in the New Yorker with a Ronan Farrow uh, byline. I don't remember reading about the abuse that his sister and his, and his brother received at home. That they instead, Dylan said, Dylan came out and said that Moses was dead to her. That's the same exact line that Mia used on Sunni that she is dead to us.
0: I remember that also. She's not dead to her. She's dead to us. Yeah. So she was announcing to the family that she is dead to us. Listen, folks, again, you know. you got to read
1: more deeply into you, it you, to really find you, out the truth. you
0: got to read deeply into it, but you also have to understand, you know, listen. If you're Mia Farrow, if you're Dylan Farrow, if you're Ronan, somebody could say, oh, we're well, listening to Russ with uh, Dennis Hamill here. This is a hit job. It's not a hit job. It's it's facts.
1: I like me. i know known me. I met her on sets when I was interviewing I saw recently I was with my brother Pete. We went to the uh, – to an, it was a journalism award show for the for the Polk Awards. My brother Pete had won it the year before but couldn't go because he was sick, and I accepted it for him and read some remarks. But this year they wanted Pete to come. So uh, I went with Pete, and Ronan was there because he was winning that before he got to Pulitzer, and he was with Mia. And Mia came flying over to say hello to me. And Pete, regardless of all the things that I've read, written about right. about in defense of Woody and what uh, no different than what I'm saying right here, I've been upfront about it all the time, and she she wanted to come over and say hello like nothing had ever happened. Uh, did and you find that strange?: I found it strange, and I asked my brother Brian, who knew her, because Brian worked on a lot of Woody's movies as a still photographer. And he said, "Well, she came over because she knows she's full of shit, <laughs> 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 and she, you know, she didn't want to ruin a relationship. I mean, you know, and she was couldn't have been nicer. Nice pie. I said hello. All of that. I have nothing against me except that I think that she has perpetrated a great big bullshit story on the world, and it's and and, and went away for a long time." and then it was resurrected during the me too movement and that's well, the
0: think- well, the thing that that is shocking to me and, and folks b- believe me um when i saw this article in the paper uh j- just was a friday i i said i called dennis up i said we got to do something on this you know i've been thinking about doing something on woody for a while and i said now now's the time to talk about it but but what becomes even more shocking and, you know, this is in a time, you've heard me talk about it before. Dennis has been here before. We we spoke about, like, you know, the world today with the left and the right and, and liberal, conservative, Republican, Democrat. People want to believe only what they want to believe. They hear what only they want to hear. Okay? They hear, but they don't really listen. That's okay? Right. And, and And to me... The, the thing that Dennis bro- brought out, these are like some real solid facts. And and there's also common sense involved in, hit, in it. But nobody wants to. It's like Woody is guilty because they don't approve. Approve of what? Of his romance Friends. with Sunni. Yeah, I mean, it is so ass backwards. it, it, it It's ass backwards, but it's wrong. And, and you know what? I don't really give a shit if Joe Public feels that way. But when members of the media, you know, and I, I read what people say, like you do you do your homework or do you care to do your homework? Do you only look for the facts
1: that you want to look at? Yeah, that's. I mean, that, that's one of the things I teach journalism at, at Brooklyn College, and I, and I, you know, I, I always, I don't bring this particular story up, but I always tell the students that. One of the things that you have to do if you, to be a good reporter is to take all preconceptions and throw them in the garbage can. Go straight to the story and cover the story with a clean mind and get the facts as you see them. Even as a columnist all those years, if you have a preconception, the story is always different than what you precon- preconceive it to be. When you get to, to a crime scene or you go to a situation, you always find something different and something new because life is like that. So you you have to go with a clean slate in your head, and and then be informed. and And I always f- like to form my opinions from reporting, and uh, is in, in the tradition of my older brother Peter did it, Jimmy Breslin, when you do it, or Murray Kempton, the kinds of columns where there's shoe leather in it, where you actually gather facts, read the clips. Interview all the people from all, all the perspectives and then draw your conclusion. After you've done your goddamn homework, then you've earned your opinion. That's what the, all reporters – now, most reporters aren't allowed to have an opinion because they don't have a column. But at least even to do a general assignment report uh, piece, please call all the people involved.
0: Well, you just, you just touched on something. People – in fairness, people may not understand that. There is a difference when you have a column. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. Then you got, got your opinions in this and that. But you
1: still it, have to do the work.
0: But you still have to do the work, and if you're a reporter, then if it's not your opinion, th- then it's more important for you to do the work on both sides to yeah. make sure both sides are there. The f- very first news director, very first news director I had in the TV business, said to to me, you know, to a group of us, said. If your mother tells you she loves you, yeah. that's fine. Check it out. But check it out. <laughs> <That's> and, <right. laughs> no, no, I told you that before. <laughs> check it out. And you want to know what? You just looked at him, and right away, you knew what he said. Yeah. I, I the, the point he was getting across, yeah, I have no doubts that my mom, let her rest in peace, love me. But if I'm doing a story, I have to check out all the facts about the story. That's your job. That is your job.
1: And when people just, you know, like... How many times, though, have you been riding along in your car and you're listening to a, a radio talk show about Woody Allen and and then you'll hear somebody say, well, he married his daughter. Can, I, can
0: say, I, I tell you what? I walked in here today, as God is my judge, I walked in here today, a couple of people said to me, hey, Russ, who are you having on a podcast today? I says, well, I got Dennis Hamill on. Uh, you know, oh, yeah? What are you talking about? We're talking about Woody Allen. Oh, you, what, that he married his daughter?
1: Oh, I mean, I, it, it's like, I don't know if it's willful ignorance or just people do not want to well, do well, the work.
0: But it's also out there for so long. Yeah. I mean, it's out there forever that it's, well, it's a 25 years. It's out there. I mean, he's been married 25 years, but it's out there. The relationship 25 years. I you was know, writing
1: that 25 years ago. In the Daily News, for all to read and see, where he actually said to me, I never spent a single night in me. They never spent the night together. Well,
0: here's the other picture. And that's also the picture, I think, that the public in their mind has also perceived, that when you hear... Yeah, but Russ, and I've heard this when he I... He raised th- her. About, no, he didn't. Uh, no, but I've heard this, but Russ, you, you know, okay, if, you, if you're talking about a technicality, if he didn't, okay, it wasn't his daughter, but it was his his girlfriend's, longtime girlfriend's um, uh, daughter, and, and he, he shacked up with her. I says, whoa. And I agree. I understand that, if, if you want to believe that. However, they view it as Woody was coming over playing house all the time. It wasn't the case. The case. As, as Moses would say, he would show up in the morning with muffins and, and,
1: and the newspapers. It's And she would never talk to him. And her last name is Previn. That's the guy Andre Previn, the great conductor. And the reason why her name is Previn is because Mia and Andre Previn adopted her. She already had a father. She didn't want Woody Allen to be her father. She had one already, and so it, it, it's just a preposterous thing. But nobody even they—that's her last name. They never take the time to think. Doesn't she have a father named Brevin? I mean, you know, her last name is not Pharaoh.
0: Let me ask you a question. You—you you, mentioned something before. You know, you teach a journalism class at Brooklyn College, and you, you said you know this has never come up. Why wouldn't something like this come up then?
1: Oh, it would. Oh. I mean, I, I I haven't avoided it. Oh, it, that's it that, okay. Well. No, no, no. I, I I would when I was doing uh, beat reporting because it wasn't in the news when I was when I was uh, when I was teaching the beat reporting last year. But I uh, this year I probably will bring it up uh, with the I'm teaching introduction to news. Yeah, I would bring it up in a minute. I
0: I, I just find that it, it th- what fascinates me is the refusal to acknowledge. Both sides of a story. Right. When I say, listen, I'm acknowledging the fact that I don't think Dylan is lying. I don't think it happened, but I don't think she's lying. I firmly believe Me too.
1: She she's brainwashed. I think that Woody would pass a lie detector test, which he already has. I think that Dylan would pass one. And they, they're the two, two who are supposed to be in the room. She would say, yes, he did do it. And he'd say, no, he didn't do it. And he passed it already. She would pass it. Mia would fail. That's my that's my opinion. But, you know, I think because she knows she coached. She, she coached her, her her own daughter. It it,
0: it really is. And, and then you had people who recently, which I thought that was a little uh, horse shit, for lack of a better term, too, that they – they refused to. Um, they weren't going to work in any of his movies. They were done with Woody. But yeah. or, or they give him back oh, a whole any?
1: bunch of them? No, but none of them ever gave. I I didn't see Mira Savino give back her Academy Award. I mean, Mira Savino was not a, a well-known actress when when he cast her, you know, in Mighty Aphrodite, where she won an Oscar. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, it, that uh, totally launched a career, and then then she was, she was screwed by. Harvey Weinstein later on and blacklisted, but it wasn't Woody Allen that did anything to hurt her career. He got a, he won her an Oscar, he wrote her he and he wrote amazing roles for women all his life. No one has written better roles for for women, starting with Annie Hall, than Woody Allen. And you know, well, and,
0: well, Diane Keaton has remained steadfast. Totally, of a, totally a friend. It, totally yeah. his
1: friend. Yeah, hey. and she stands by him completely and takes a lot of grief from people for it. So has Alec Baldwin gotten a lot of grief because he says, I don't believe it. So when he says he doesn't believe it, then then you say that you're anti-Dylan. I'm not anti-Dylan. I think that Dylan believes that she's an abuse victim. For that reason, I feel bad for her. But I don't think she is. I think that her mother convinced her that she was.
0: Look, uh, folks, I think the Me Too movement, Dennis, you and I have had this discussion several times. It's very important it's long I have overdue. I daughters and granddaughters. I, I mean, listen, I raised two daughters. Okay, if if anybody did anything to them, I mean, believe me, I could slit their throat from ear to ear. Go to bed and sleep very peacefully, peacefully knowing that I took care of business. Okay, that doesn't make make it right, but you know that that's how much <laughs> makes it Brooklyn. I, I, I right? Makes it Brooklyn. That's how much, that's how much I I love my daughter. Old school Brooklyn. <laughs> no, no, but it, it's just. You still got to look at the stories, and you got to hear the facts. And, and, and I just, people just want to understand what they want to understand. But
1: you know, what? they don't see the Woody that Moses also painted in there. He was a guy that used to come over at six thirty in the morning with fresh bagels and muffins, and 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 the New York Post and and the New York Times. And they would sit down, and they and they had a great time. And he said Woody would always was always playing catch with him. They went out and shot hoops with him. Took him fishing uh spent a lot of time w- with Moses cuz Moses was his kid he adopted him right, right. so he it was his son and so, and so and uh, so was Dylan and and so that that's and so was uh, Ronan was his biological kid so he spent time with them but he didn't spend time with the other with her other kids and she had seven other kids they all were, they all had their own fathers so it wasn't the same
0: what i was saying about the me too movement uh people want to understand only what they want to understand Listen, again, like I said, I have daughters. So when I say I'd want to kill anybody who harmed any, either one of them, you know, I'm telling you the truth. But in any situation, there are still two sides to a story. So, some, some of the bad, when you have movements, some bad comes about. Can somebody be falsely accused? Absolutely. Can somebody... Folks, can somebody? If you say no, it's impossible. Then there's no no sense having a further conversation.
1: He's got one accuser. One, one, and now the standard for the Me Too movement is that there usually has to be more than one. That's what I've been hearing all week about uh, about Judge Kavanaugh until other uh, someone new came out, but. You know, and I'm sitting there looking at it, saying, "But what about Woody Allen? That everybody said that one was enough for, for people to, to to turn their back on him and said they would never work with him again, and uh, <clears throat> that he was, uh, you know, marked as a pedophile. That Amazon won't release his movies. I mean, you know, they're trying. What they're trying to do is blacklist the guy, at the age of 82, after he's had this iconic uh, life as a one of the great filmmakers of our time." and probably the best New York filmmaker with him and Martin Scorsese, I suppose, why they're doing that based on one single accusation, why people would cho- choose to believe that one is beyond me, and it's only because who he chose to be his life mate. And he chose a consenting adult that doesn't sit nice with most people. Yep. Most people find it creepy and weird and odd and... and uh you know, and you're
0: in the, you're entitled to your yes, opinion, but no,
1: that doesn't make, make you, it, as you said, a pedophile. Right, there's a difference, and it doesn't make you a child molester. And uh, so the, yeah, there's two different categories. I hear people all the time just jump to right it, because it's an easy, lazy thing to say instead of doing a little bit of work, a little bit of research, you'll find out. The story is a whole lot more complicated.
0: You, you, you know, it, it really is a fascinating story, folks. Uh, and
1: uh, I recommend that people go online and read and read at length. But 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 read the Moses piece. Yes, the, uh, the piece written by Moses. Uh, is really is really amazing. It's forty five hundred words. He details the whole thing. He is the single eyewitness that you can believe. He was fourteen years old.
0: May twenty third. So you know it's it, online. It, it's, it's online. May twenty third. And 23rd. then read the
1: New York Magazine piece that's out with Sun Yi. Yeah, it,
0: it, it, it's it, the thing from uh, Moses is a son speaks out. Uh, listen, it, it's well written. Uh, he knows what he's talking about. He, he he sounds like an intelligent. It's not angry, man. No,
1: it's very reasoned.
0: It it's not like you know off on a rant. He's just talking about the a facts. situation and, and what what you know the facts are to him. I mean, it. it again, I'll, I'll I we've said it several times here. Do I believe Dylan? In her mind, she's telling the truth. Yeah, you, well, yeah, should, read, yeah, you should, she, should read her, she, her statement too yeah. that she
1: wrote in the Times, and then the transcript of the thing that she did on CBS that turned the tide here. But, but read it, read it all. But,
0: but, but you got to remember something, you, you know, Dylan. You know, when this all all came out, and it's in the middle of the Me Too movement, it's an easy one. Why don't you just put a bullseye on the back of uh, Woody and the front of, and you know, have target practice? Yeah, because it's just too easy. But that does not. Make it right. Uh, listen, folks. I don't have any relationship with Woody. I think I bumped into him at a Nick game a couple of times, and maybe in a restaurant. But I have no relationship.
1: I do. I know him for a lot of years. We don't exchange holiday cards. We don't go out to dinner together. We don't, you know. I mean, but I, I've known him for. You know, Is he okay? 30. I mean, he, what what I just described to him. What I say, what's not you would love him. He grew, he grew up in Brooklyn like us. He grew up playing stickball. He was, you know, a funny guy. He's a Brooklyn guy. He's from Midwood. a Brooklyn guy. I mean, you know, he, he goes home after he, he shoots a movie when when he's done with the day. Unlike people that shoot endless days, he wants to get home in order to go to the Nick game or watch it on TV. Open a beer and sit down. And you know, he he's, he's he likes to go out to restaurants. He's a New York guy. He, I mean, that's that's his life. He loves he loves Brooklyn. But he's, from
0: what you know of him, then. Uh, he, I guess he's doing well because, like you say, he's married. You know, yeah. they, they've been together a long time. They ha- they have two daughters that they adopted together. Him and Soon-Yi. Is he tortured by all this?
1: I think he is, but I, you know, I I, I saw him during when the thing first broke, which would break most people. Oh, that was I, really I... intense, and he just compartmentalized it. He could figure out there's that part of me that's that's the publicity, and then I'm the filmmaker. I got to make a film and. So he moved forward and he kept making films. And and he marshaled on. That's what he did. He didn't let it stop him from being an artist.
0: Well, I, I will say this. Um, I I think if you or I were accused, wrongfully accused, no less, of what he had been accused of, I think we'd go nuts. Well, I, he went I, on
1: 60 Minutes. Yes. He, he no, didn't no. defend himself.
0: No, no, but but I'm, I'm saying, you know, to to live with this and... You, to know what the public thinks and what, I mean, you know, he's, he's, and Hill is the first one to tell you. You know, he's self deprecating, he makes fun of himself. He's this never-she Jewish guy. Yeah. But he's, he's got to he, ha- that's his persona. Yeah, exactly. He's got to have some tough insights. Yeah, but he's a, he's
1: a lot different than that. He's a big fight fan. He's a, you know, yeah. he's a regular Brooklyn guy. I, you know, and, you know, th- those guys that remember that, that famous play, Laughter on the 23rd Floor, to Neil Simon was about him, Mel Brooks. And Neil Simon, and uh, what, what was the other guy that wrote uh, Mash or uh, Larry Gilbert? Larry Gilbert. All, all of them worked together on a show of shows. That's where and, and, and it was. He said it was just. He said we were just Jews sitting around tossing <laughs> tossing around gags. And we got paid for it, and all of them went on to become these tremendous, uh, you know, talents.
0: Well, folks, listen. Um, I, I I just find it's a fascinating story. Uh, and I just, like I opened up the show by saying, I believe Woody and I maintain it. And the more I talk about it and the more, you you know, I read about it, the more I feel that way.
1: Even if you don't, it's a better story if you know, if you know the whole story.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, but just read and understand everything that that's all I'm saying. I'm not Woody. I'm not his friend. I'm not his attorney. I'm just the guy who... I made my bones in the sports business. So, you know, do, fortunately, I, I've been allowed, you, you know, to do uh, a lot more newsy kind of stuff with this podcast to do whatever the hell I want. But this really, it it fascinates me. The, the reason the story fascinates me is because people just want to believe what they want to believe. They don't. They don't want to believe the facts because a lot of people just aren't interested in knowing the facts.
1: And as you said, it carries over into our politics in this divided nation.
0: That's exactly what by the deal is. By not
1: getting all the facts, by just wanting to hear your own side of the story. As, you know? as
0: I said earlier, my first news director, if your mother tells you she loves you, check out the story. In other words, find all the
1: facts. And she, if she hits you with a porcelain vase, check it out. yeah, yeah, that we we didn't get into that. that
0: soon, you know, uh, um, Moses got hit with a porcelain, uh, not a vase, but
1: no, uh, the Sunni said that she had a porcelain. Vase. Yes, she had ducted right, miss, missed her
0: head. Right, Dennis, always my friend. It's a pleasure. Uh, I know the people love listening to you, uh, almost as much as I love talking to you. Thanks for coming, my friend.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, folks, that uh, is another wrap on today. So I want to thank you all for getting a load of this. And now, uh, once again, I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's show and today's chat with Dennis Hamill. You can get in touch with me on Twitter, uh, on Twitter, at Russ Salzburg on Facebook. You can also check out my websites, It's real easy, at Russ Salzburg. Again, my thanks here to Dennis Hamill. My thanks to the big guy across the way taking care of me. Crash, also known as Mike Coragniano. My thanks to uh, Tim Einenkel from the OG Podcast Network, who produces this for me. Thanks to 77 WABC Program Director, Greg Schwab. Thanks to Assistant. 77 WABC program director Matt Dahl and as always thanks to you guys out there because without you guys I'd have nobody here to talk to so until next time it's Russ Salzberg saying bye bye so long and farewell